When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by the place where I witnessed that disaster of a hockey game tonight, Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room, with over 300 beers to choose from, seven different Western New York locations. Make sure you check out Fatty Beer, uh, wherever your local Fatty Beer may be, Um, both kid and dog friendly, uh, live bands, entertainment, trivia all the time. Uh, at the Lancaster location today, um, they had Tim Britt live, which was a blast. Um, definitely, you know, helped uh, mute or, you know, drain or whatever the proper terminology is. Helped you ignore what was going on on the TV tonight at the bar uh, in terms of the Buffalo Sabres. Because that was possibly one of the more embarrassing uh, showings of the season. Because and that says a lot because we have quite a few of those already. And then, of course, Buffalo Logo Apparel Company, Buffalo's best spot for your uh, Bills, Sabres, Bisons, Bandits, all of your you know apparel needs for your Buffalo's favorite Buffalo sports teams. They'll support a lot of local businesses too, whether you're a restaurant or any t- other business. Uh, Buffalo Logo's got you. Make sure you check them out at Buffalo Logo Co. on both Twitter and Instagram, and of course, BuffaloGo.co.com. Um, just a lot to choose from. Uh, normally I'm wearing it in a post-game show, but the NHL Shield, uh, the Buffalo NHL Shield hat, one of my favorites. And, of course, uh, the Diggs, the Stefan 316 shirt. Uh, lots, so much stuff to choose from. Make sure you go check them out. Uh, that Those handles, again, on Instagram and Twitter are at Fatty Beer and, of course, at Buffalo Logo Co. Um, and you'll always check out my handle, too, at Dwayne S39, at Two Goalies on Mike. We're always uh, showing support for our uh, – inaugural or not inaugural our sponsors first time sponsors for the show so go check them out sabers lose six to two um <laughs> i you know at what point are we going to start talking about the coach um it's getting to the point for me where it's how often can you just re- like vomit like word vomit the same stuff to the media about slow starts coming out, 
more ready to play this, that, and the other. It's just the same bullshit every game, the same shit every game. Down three nothing, down four nothing, down five nothing. Then you finally score five one to start the third period. Uh, they come make six six one, then you make it six two. It's just at what point do you start pointing the finger where it should be pointed? What's going on behind the bench? Like, I, do I foresee them firing Don Granado? No, maybe that's not the answer. But for God's sakes, that staff is so inexperienced and so unqualified to be there. Like, let's just be re- weird. Christy, Wilford, Ellis, like, it's trash. And we've said it so many times on this show already. You let a guy like Mike Pekka leave your organization. Had all of the experience you needed to justify putting him behind an NHL bench. Couple of years in Rochester, a year of development with the Capitals, all of these time, all of that time running the Junior Sabers organization. Like he had the experience and the know-how, and he's the type of guy that would have helped a lot of players on this bench. Like we see a guy like Dylan Cousins who's been struggling a lot this season. Just imagine what a guy like Mike Pekka could be saying saying to him on the uh, during practice or on the bench after a bad shift, like that type of knowledge and experience is invaluable. And he's a two-time Selkie trophy winner. And instead we chose Matt Ellis, Matt Ellis. Like I get it. Um, you don't have to be like, uh, a fu- you don't have to have a phenomenal NHL career to be a great coach. Like I totally agree with that. But what has Matt Ellis shown behind an NHL bench as an assistant that really says, like, wow, man, this guy is invaluable to this organization. Like, for fuck's sakes, like, like there's nothing but lose with him there. So, like, I get it. He's buddy buddies with the GM. Like, I understand that. Like, <laughs> he was coaching 13U. <laughs> the guy was coaching 13U. Obviously, he's not the the, the the top problem, but, like, something's got to be changed behind that bench and on this team. You know, Mike Carrington tweeted it out earlier about, um, like, things that might need to change, some type of shakeup. Like, yeah, dude, like, this kind of lays at the GM's feet. He did his job about securing the core of this team. He did his job with um, getting these guys on very team-friendly deals that have a future in this league. And... Now it's time to shake something up. Like, how can you watch this product on the ice, Kevin Adams, and think, wow, man, like we're heading in the right direction? No, we're not. This isn't the right direction. This is dog shit. This is terrible. Another game where we can point to the effort as being one of the top three reasons you lost tonight. And you don't I don't want to look and hear about analytics or like that. Like that effort was fucking dog shit. Dog shit. With a all caps, caps lock, dog shit. It's a dog shit effort. Like, again, a, a game where you lose in the neutral zone, you're losing board battles, you lose below the dots on both sides of the ice. Like, like guy, like, I, I show some passion out there. Like, Rod Brindamore losing his fucking mind when they called that double minor, uh, which led to a, a partial five on three power play, which the Sabres did nothing with, shows zero chemistry out there. Showed zero, like showed zero, like, like play with zero desperation, and you see him losing his mind on the bench, like visibly, just probably dropping f bomb left and right. Where's that passion on our bench? Not from the coach, from the fucking players. Like for fuck's sakes, man! 
Like, it's just so, like, it, I, I just, I don't know. Can we really point to a single player tonight? And, like, like man, he, he had a positive impact on the game. Like, without looking at the numbers, like, Clifton, like, back in the lineup, had a big hit on Nikas, like, in the first period. He had that fight at the very end of the game. Like, do we say to him, like, he, he played like he gave a shit tonight? Like, even Darlene looked out of sorts, man. Like, can't have this. Just can't. Like, I know the, the, the theme, at least from the GM and the coaches, weren't, weren't playoffs or bust this season. But to the fans, like, yeah, we expected playoffs this year. This is not a playoff team. This is far from a playoff team. This is like we're looking at a top 10 pick kind of team. Again, I don't want to go through that again. Do you guys want to go through that again? I don't want to go through that again. I want to compete for the playoffs. This is not a playoff-ready team, even with Tage. Like, something's got to give. Somebody should lose their job. I'm not calling for Granado's head, even though like on Twitter I kind of did. But, like, something's got to change on that staff because nothing is working right now. Nothing. And all the question marks about the goaltending, I want to hear a damn thing about goaltending. Because that's not why we lost tonight. We lost tonight for zero effort, not being prepared, and just and Dylan Cousins said it in his post game interview. Just soft. They were soft. They look. They played soft. They constantly play soft, and he flat out admitted that. Like, yeah, we we, we don't look like the same team we were last year. You know, I'm gonna go through the comments. You know, Brian Koziel. Uh, always tweeting out post-game comments from the players and coaches. Uh, I'll run through them right now real quick. Uh, you guys give me a moment. Uh, let's see here. There we go, from Brian Cozio. Always on top of those things. Let's see here. Comrie says his performance wasn't good enough. He felt like he let the team down. No, dude, the team let you down tonight, bud. Team let you down tonight. Um, you're not the reason they lost. Um, I, I just don't, um, see how could anyone could look at that game and think, yeah, that's Eric Conry's fault. I, I, I just refuse to be that guy. People call me biased with the goalies. No, that's not, that's not on it. That's not on Eric Conry. Not a shot. Um, let's see here. Cousins. I think we definitely played way too soft. We need to get a little F you in our game. We get bullied and stuff. We are way too easy to play against right now. Cousin says the answers to their problems are in the room, but says they would they haven't found it yet. We don't know. We don't have our offensive swagger we had last year. No shit. No shit, Dylan Cousins. And you're a big part of that problem right now. You like you you are so lost right now, it's not even funny. Like, talk about a night and day different player from what he was last year that got him this big contract. Because you are far from the player that we saw last year, the 30-plus goal scorer, you know, a guy that we probably put around 80, point, 80 or more points this season. Like, he's the top of my list about the issues this year, right along with just the lack of awareness in the defensive zone, um, the coaching. Like, Dylan Cousins is way up there, um, for sure. Um, more from Cousins. We find ourselves a lot to start games. It's tough to chase like that. Uh, we, I'm assuming he meant we find ourselves behind a lot to start games. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it's it's a common occurrence and it's inexcusable. And while yeah, the coach isn't out there playing, that goes back to the coaching, having your team prepared, having them focused. Like I'm sick and tired of hearing like like you gotta start benching guys mid game. You have to. You have to start benching guys mid game. How like, like you have to start sending messages. I am done with thinking about what this might do to morale, what this might do to, um, you know, the attitude of certain players in the team. You got to start benching guys mid-game. You have to. When efforts like that are going on, you have to start sending messages as a coach, as a coaching staff, you have to start benching guys mid-game. I don't care who it is anymore. I don't care if it's Darlene. I don't care if it's Power. I don't care if it's Samuelson. I don't care if it's Skinner. I don't care if it's Tuck. I don't care because a message has to be sent. Healthy scratching guys like Olsen or Jost or even Ryan Johnson, who, you know, I know he had a bad game, but I don't think there are other, there are other guys that deserve to be scratched or benched before him. Like, you have to start sending messages as a coach. Like, something has to give. That's what good coaches do. I'm so sick of hearing about hurting players' feelings. Oh, no, oh, no. You know, what if, what if you hurt? What if you hurt his attitude? What, what, what if he gets pissy? Who cares? Who cares if being benched for a couple shifts in the second or third period makes a player pissy and affects their, their, their game negatively? Then get the fuck off my team. You have a much bigger problem on your team uh, than just like the effort on the ice. Because if that's the attitude your players are going to have when getting benched for a few minutes of, after a bad shift or for a few shifts after a bad shift, or after multiple bad shifts, like we've seen constantly throughout up and down this lineup, then you have a much bigger problem. And the coaching, all the coaches have to go then. Like, I'm not asking for a Tortorella-type coach, even though I think he would help. But at what point do you start saying, like, when do you start sending messages? A message has to be sent. And I think that starts by just not just putting guys in the press box, but benching guys mid-game. That's that's my opinion on the matter. So I don't know. I I, I just I I can't. I can't anymore. I'm gonna throw uh some more um quotes from Brian Cozio. Don Granado on what to do next. You keep pushing, it's the it, it's the consistency in the it's it's the consistency, it's in spurts. You're missing guys. Shut up. Oh, God, shut up about missing guys. I am sorry. Missing guys has nothing to do with effort. Nothing to do with effort. Shut up. Shut up, Donnie Meatballs. Shut up. This Missing Tage Thompson, missing Jack Quinn, who you knew you were going to miss in the beginning with to start the season, has not, and Jordan Greenway, has nothing to do with effort. Has nothing to do with playing like you have a pair and playing like you have hard out there every single game. Jesus, I, I'm so no, absolutely not. Don't start talking about injuries. Screw off with that. You're missing guys. It's an opportunity for guys to step up. There's plenty of incentive for guys in the room. Okay, the second part half of the quote. Sure, I can get behind that. Injuries create opportunity, but let's not point fingers at injuries here. Because injuries don't lead to negative effort, bad efforts, piss poor efforts. No, I won't. I won't have that. Not a shot. Um, more from Granado. 
We certainly needed to compete harder. We knew it was a tough building, tough team, and we didn't come out with a high enough compete level. Yeah, that's again on the coach. Wow. Um, that's on you, Donnie. It's on the players. It's on you too. Like, I don't know, man. Like at this point, it's going to have to be, you had to start sending messages. You got to start sitting guys that are important to your lineup. Uh, and I don't care who it is. Nobody should be safe. Nobody. I don't care whose jersey you got at home. Nobody should be safe from being benched for either an entire game or for a few shifts. Like, I, I've always been a big advocate of in-game in game benching when it's warranted. Um, and I don't think there's a single guy on this team tonight that it, would, it wouldn't have warranted, you know, having to sit for a couple. Just, just my opinion. Uh, we're going to hit the peanut gallery here because you guys are uh, – Nipping at the bit that should get in here. Uh, from Dylan Baker, this team is horrible. Uh, from uh, Gargala, Byro was baby poos off. Why was he the call-up? Give Murray a turn. I'm not against bringing up Murray. Like, that guy will play hard and give you jam and give you grit. Something this team desperately needs. I know the people, the analytics people don't like those buzzwords, but they need it. They desperately need it. They don't have it. Um, and it would go a long way because uh, playing with, with with some jam and some grit and some, you know, with a little bit of violence, like it, it will, uh, I forget the word I'm looking for. It will, uh, it will affect the rest of your lineup. Um, it'll permeate through the rest of your lineup. Uh, you know, just like after when you're trying, when you're trying to create a spark in a team by me fighting a guy, like, yeah, like. That stuff can happen, whether it's a big hit, playing like an asshole in front of the net, you know, get, you know, being a little violent. Like, like, yeah, Brett Murray would bring that for you. Absolutely. Um, Darlene was his usual, uh, usual tough. Um, let me see. Granado should be calling guys out in that post game, say some names and say they need to step up and fill in for those injured. Like, yeah, like uh, to, to, to the point earlier, like when injuries happen, it should create opportunity. Uh, I, in my opinion, like after what we've seen on this road trip, I don't think anybody's safe from being sat. I really don't. Like nobody. Like you got to start sending big time messages throughout this lineup. They're going to permeate with every single guy in that locker room. On to the point too, where you have to have to make a, make a move. If you're Kevin Adams, that sends a message too. And it's like, it ain't sending Olofsson out, man. Like, just get over that. Like, whether you want to, whether you like it or not, Olofsson's actually been one of the better forwards for them the past couple of weeks, which is insane to even think. Like, and it's true. Like, I just, you know, a guy's playing with desperation out there. You need more players to play like Olofsson in the sense that playing with desperation, playing with integrity, playing with intensity, playing like your job's in the line. If everybody up in the lineup plays like that, you're going to win hockey games. And they're just, they're not playing like that. They're not playing with a purpose, like the way Olofsson does. It's just, you know, you can say you want, you can point, you can point analytics, whatever, however you want to. Victor Olofsson right now is playing like his job is on the line. He is. At least before tonight, he's he has been. So for me, like, yeah. That guy, like, you need to start playing with desperation, 100%. From Kevin, when will the suffering and Sabres have allowed 
seven, six, and six goals against their last three lot in the against in their last three losses. Yeah, that's inexcusable. And like, I don't want to hear about goaltending. Yeah, I'm sure there are a few soft goals here and there, but like defensively and team defense has been at the top of their issues all season long, right next to scoring goals. Like, obviously, you can't win if you can't score, but like, you have to be able to defend as a team, and they just don't. They don't. They don't do it well. When you can't score, you have to defend, and they're not a good defensive hockey team. It's 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 pathetic. Uh, Doug Clock. From the looks of the score of the game, I'm glad I had to work tonight and missed it. Yeah, I mean, I wish I missed it too. It's terrible. Uh, from Donald, we need action now. Make some moves, Adams. Come on. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be against a shakeup type of move. Like, you can only depend on your youth and your development for so long. Not every one of these guys are going to be on your team. Like, I'm sorry, they're not all part of the long-term solution. You have way too much young talent in your pipeline. Whether you're trading one of those young players to bring in a, a true role maker. Here's what I like to talk about. So I'm a big Boston Red Sox fan, people who know me. Um, after, I forget what year it was, maybe some people in the chat remember, but there was a big scandal in the clubhouse in Boston involving Josh Beckett, players drinking in the clubhouse during games, this, that, and the other. And um, they shook up the roster that offseason. They got Beckett off the roster. They got, a, I think it was Adrian Gonzalez got him off the roster. Not that he was part of the problem, but they went out and they got a bunch of role players, guys like like uh, Napoli and uh, and Johnny Gomes, big time role players, not guys who are going to like you know hit it out of the park every night or go out there and have over 80, 90, 100 RBIs a season, but guys who are going to play a big role on your team and rub off positively on every single. That's what this team needs. They need more role players. Like, not not saying like guys like Eric Johnson don't contribute anything because you can find a good role player who are who's going to contribute offensively, pop in fifteen to twenty goals a season for you. But what he's going to give you is invaluable in leadership, and they're it's just not there right now, dude. Like, are we really going to sit here and look at Kyle Oposo as the invaluable asset and leader he's been? Like, dude, like. Look at look at the performance they gave him on the night of his thousandth game. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Half the arena was empty. It was terrible. So, like that's the type of like move I want to see. Like I want to see a shakeup move that's going to bring in a guy who's going to get and got who's going to call somebody out on the bench when they're playing like an asshole. Like that's what I want. Get me a Johnny Gomes, like 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 that year in the Red Sox, and they won the World Series that year. The year of the Boston Marathon, uh, you know, bombing. Like, they won. That, that I mean, all that stuff, they kind of brought them together. Not to make this, like, baseball analogy. But those players, those role players, and what happened, it brought that team and that city together. And they won, they won the World Series. Like, and all those players on that team, they will tell you. They will point to those moves made in the offseason as a big reason why they turned it around from not making the playoffs at all to winning the World Series and being the best team in baseball. Like, that's what this team needs. Some role players, some guys like that are going to go out there, again, chip in offensively, give you 45, 50 points, but at the end of the day, are going to give you an valuable asset to the makeup of your team that in your locker room that are going to hold people accountable. Because who's doing that right now? Who, if you were to ask anybody, if you were to ask what guy on this team, is holding anybody accountable on a nightly basis, a player, who is it? 
Who? Oh, wait. Any in the chat have a good idea? Who? I, I, I don't know. Because players are afraid to, everyone's very afraid to hurt people's feelings. This, this game has gotten so soft. I'm just so sick of it. Um, I don't know. Uh, from Colin Smith, Akposa was trash. Green Bay is trash. Power plays trash. Distance have to go. Eric Johnson needs assists. Comrie is hurt. Again, I'm not putting this on Comrie tonight. Like, I'm just not. I won't do it. I won't put the last game on UPL. I won't put this on Comrie tonight. I just won't. They look like shit in front of him. Like, you would have needed Vasilevsky to have a chance to win this game tonight. You would have. Like, Vasilevsky might even not win you this game tonight. Let's be real. Like, Shashirsky might not win the Sabres this game tonight. No matter who you're not, you would have had to, you would have need a Hashik-esque performance to get a win tonight with how how bad they played in front of their goaltender tonight, in front of Comrie. That's just my opinion. Um, also from Colin Smith, I don't think Granado is the issue. Um, do I think he's the main issue? No, but he he is an issue. Like, he, like you just can't keep regurgitating the same rhetoric after every single loss and just expect things to change. Like, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not out there in practice. To see how he control how he reacts to to efforts like this, but this is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. The Sabers need a different style fourth line with some grit, and some defensive style guys on the third. I mean, I don't disagree with you, man. I'm just I'm over. I know Gergensen's isn't playing; he's on IR. But I'm just over Akposo, man. I'm over it. Like we're not going to get anywhere with Kyle Akposo on this team. We're just not. He's too full. He's too slow. Like we could talk about vocal leaders. I don't know how much of a vocal leader he has been or he is, but like clearly whatever he's saying or doing is not rubbing off positively on this team on a night in night out basis. Um, coach and GM just had extensions, more likely assistance. Yeah. That's where you start at least from Michael Meyer, letting Pekka walk this summer and not bringing him up was a big mistake. Yep. Said it when it happened, said it when he went with Laviette to New York. Big mistake by the Sabres there. Huge mistake. What, because he's not part of the boys club? What, because he might be a disruptor? Because he'd be the type of guy that would hold guys accountable? He might try and hurt some feelings? Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, that style of hockey, I hate it, that style of coaching. It's so soft. So soft. So over it, man. Like, you see an effort like that, dude, you should be throwing garbage cans. You should. I I, I, I don't know. Like, like... I don't know. Like, I like to think, like, how would have Lindy reacted back in, like, 05, 06 if his team came out and had a game, like, two two games in a row like this? Like, how would have Lindy reacted? Whether you liked him or you hated him or, you know, I know he's evolved with the times uh, now with New Jersey. He's doing really well. But back then, like, how would have he reacted to this? Like, because I'm sure it would be night and day different from whatever Granado and that coaching staff is doing. Um, I thought I told you to take tonight off like the Sabres. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is like my, my Sabres therapy here at doing this post game show with you guys, because it is, uh, <coughs> brutal, brutal coaching staff is a joke from Robert Seagrave. Uh, players are regressing power play is shit. Coaching hasn't been good. Clearly. Yeah. I, I agree with, I agree with all of that. Uh, Benson looks like the only one that's trying. Yeah. Benson didn't have a bad game. I mean, they lost six to two, so nobody really had a good game. But I wouldn't say Benson had a like outrageously bad game. Um, guys, an animal on the boards is his ability to protect the puck. Uh, 
um, is one of the best of the team. So I, I love Benson. I love I love him every game. I'm gargle up. Have you noticed that Pini or Riv on after the whistle absolutely never prays bang on 13, you, Matt Ellis? I wonder why. Yeah, listen, I've had the conversations with Andrew. Um, he's a friend. I, 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 what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're not in the good old boys club, right? Like it's embarrassing. It, it really is. Uh, the young guys on the team and in the pipeline are not cutting it. Trade a few for some vet. Like that's what they need. They need veteran role players on this team. Like they just do. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know what I wouldn't give for like, uh, I don't know, a Blake Coleman or I don't know how well, I mean, I think he signed with Calgary uh, a couple off seasons ago, but like guys like that, guys that are role players that are going to play with some edge, play with some grit. Um, man, I don't know. I, I just, I'm over this. I'm over this. I dedicated so much of my time to this team. Um, all my free time, like, here I am. It's 11, 11.01 and I, and here just ranting about the Sa- Sabres game that ended almost two hours ago. I just, uh, I don't know how much more I can do this. From uh, the Black Knight 76-57, laughable. Uh, from more from Kevin, playoff team, no way. Bottom five, more likely. You're not wrong, Kevin. That's, things keep it going. You're looking at, you're looking at a lottery team again. Uh, Comrie did whiff on a couple straight on clear looks at pucks. Still not winning or losing because of him but he could have been better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that Comrie was great tonight. He wasn't, but, like, I'm certainly not pointing my finger at him as the reason why we lost. You didn't score till the third period. You were down 5 nothing going into the third period. No way. Like, I'm not I'm not pointing that at Comrie. Be better. Be a better team. Show up from the, start, from the very start of the game. Donnie is milk toast as, as high coach. 100% Casper without the crust. I, I, I like that analogy, I think. Um, from Chris Durick, this all starts uh, at the top. One, owner is a ghost. Two, GM seems to be oblivious to everything that is happening right now. Three, Granado and this entire staff refuse to change a thing. Four, players have no fight. I mean, those are all valid points. I mean, I want to say, again, like, I'm not ready to place blame. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not enough was done in the offseason. That's clear as day. Um, Kevin has assembled a core of players, locked up his his valuable pieces, the team-friendly deals, and he has set this team up for success in the future. But in the now and putting players around these young players that are going to show them the way, how many playoff players do you have on this team right now outside of Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton? Like how many cumulative playoff – how many cumulative – Playoff games do you have in this entire on this entire roster right now? You just can't depend on 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 your drafted players for a team that hasn't seen sniffed the playoffs in over a decade and just think that's good enough. You need to bring in experienced players who know what it takes to win. It just can't be Eric Johnson. You need more of that up and down your lineup, man. And I, I I should take a look at that. How many playoff games do you have collectively on this roster right now? Because you can probably, you might be able to count, like, if not including Eric Johnson who's won a cup, you can probably count those games on, like, one hand, one or at most two hands. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, 
Adams isn't oblivious living in a fantasy. Um, yeah, like now this lies at the feet of Kevin Adams. What are you going to do? Are you going to continue to allow this team to spiral like this? Play one good game, have two or three bad ones, one one or two good games, two or three bad ones, because it's not going to get you to the playoffs. Like if you're going to back up all the stuff you said in the offseason, then you have to, have to, have to do something. Like a shakeup is needed right now on this team. I, I I don't know what it is or who it is, but you need to start bringing in role players. Uh, no, we already saw that one. Um, let's see. We got some more comments down here. You guys are, are fired up just like me. Do you think they can even overtake the crappy lightning? I mean, here's the thing though. Like the lightning, once they have Vasilevsky back, the, they could be a contender again. They could be. Even even though the, their their players are in, kind of aging, um, they still have enough talent, experience that team to, to be a player in the playoffs. Uh, once they have Vasilevsky back uh, at 100% health, like they're, they're they're a player again, in my opinion. Uh, more from down. I should learn not to get excited during the offseason so the NFL disappointment doesn't hurt as hard. Yeah, it's just um, it sucks uh, from Gar. Mistake on Zadarov too. Yeah, not getting Zadarov. That's a head scratcher for me, because you can look at this blue line and it hasn't been good enough in the defensive zone. That's a guy that gives you a lot of the intangibles that you desperately need, especially on your blue line, the grit and the jam, and just being tough to play against. Zadarov gives you that, man. He does. You know, people people are on notice when Nikita Zadarov's on the ice. They, they, they're aware when he's out there. You look over your shoulder when you're, when you're shagging a puck, uh, either behind, uh, behind the, uh, the opponent's net because you know, Nikita might be coming to take your head off when you're in front of the, the opposing goaltender, like, and you know, you're like, you're aware that Zadorov's out there. Cause you know, he's going to give you a few hacks. You know, he's going to, he's not just going to let you have free reign in front of his net. That's the edge he plays with. And that I just don't understand. Maybe, maybe you did make a call. Maybe he doesn't want to be here. Rather go play back and rush. I don't know. But like that for me is a head scratcher because that guy wanted out. It only cost Vancouver a third and a fifth and Vancouver, a team who has been in a very similar spot as we have for the past few years. That's a team serious about winning because they're showing, they're showing that the things they've been doing, the development has been working and they go out and they're going out and getting players to help them in the now rather than just waiting for guys in the future. Um, Pekka was let go because he would have upstaged Granado on behind the bench. I don't disagree with that. I, I don't. Uh, Brock Besser was available for peanuts and GMK said, nah, mistake. Like, yeah, I, I was a big Brock Besser guy. I wanted Brock. I thought, I thought he would have definitely been available, like very available on this team. Um, Ogbozo guy is slow as shit. Yeah. 100% agree. It's slow in the foot. He's the John Beebe of this team. Um, without the inspirational uh, speech between the second and third period in the big game. I hope, I hope somebody knows that reference. Uh, shout out, Mr. Alaska. Um, Krebs is miscast because of poor roster management. He's going to get moved and excel somewhere else. I 100% agree with that. I really do. Um Hey, Casey finally shot the puck and it went in. How about that? Yeah. Again, a guy who um, needs to shoot more. We, me and Connor have talked about on the show, a guy who doesn't shoot enough. He has a great shot, 
great release. He should use it more. Uh, from Doug, I believe that was the 2012 Red Sox. That's when they blew the division in the lost series against the Orioles, if I remember right. They had like a 13-game lead on the wild card and blew it. That's what I remember. I remember when they were like officially eliminated from the playoffs. I want to say um, that against the Orioles, but they could have uh, still made it had the Yankees won uh, later that night and they laid down. They, they did. Um, the, the Yankees rested pretty much everybody and they, they lost and the Red Sox were eliminated. Uh, but again, that offseason, they went out, got guys like Napoli and Johnny Gomes, um, guys who uh, contributed immensely. There were a few other guys in this regular too. I can't remember the roster off hands, but just role players, man, who are going to contribute, you know, in hockey, in, in hockey, on hockey terms, like give you like 12, 15 goals, 40, 50 points, but they're going to give you some invaluable, invaluable, invaluable um, intangibles in the locker room and on the bench. Guys who hold people accountable, um, who love winning, who hate losing. Not to quote Shorzy, but the guys don't want it. You have to hate losing more than you want to win. Like like the thought of losing has to make you want to vomit. And I just don't see that on this team right now. I don't. Um, Sucks. Um, more from Robert Seagrave. Sabres not physical enough in their own end. Yeah, they're not. Um, from Gar, I think Skinner has been played a little entitled. He's taking shifts off. Um, I think everybody was taking shifts off tonight, so it was hard to really tell if he was playing entitled or not. Uh, roster has a chemistry problem. They need a couple more players with grit and jam. Yep, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, from Kevin Greenway, heard again. Is this guy a brittle a Samuelson? I don't know the uh extent of the details. Uh, behind that injury, but definitely sucks because I've liked him a lot this season. Um, and Z would have helped OP learn how to use his size. Yes, 100%. You don't need Owen Power to be a violent defenseman, play play with that big of an edge, but learn how to use your size and, and force your will, impose your will on other players is something that Owen Power needs to learn to do more, for sure. Um, just want to remind you all, this has been brought to you by uh, Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room. Seven different Western New York locations and over 300 beers on tap. If you feel like drowning your sorrows over an ice cool, frosty one, get over any one of the seven uh, Fatty Beer locations. One of Western New York's only kid and dog friendly bars with live music and entertainment. Uh, it's just about every week at any one of their locations. Uh, they do a lot of cool stuff there and they always have a dog treat for your dog, uh, on the bar ready to go. Just go support who's ever, uh, behind the pine that particular night and tell them the boys from two goalies when Mike sent you. And of course, Buffalo apparel, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo's best spot for your Buffalo, uh, Sabres, Bills, Bandits, Bisons, apparel needs, whether it's a dope ass hat, uh, some shirts, some hoodies. They have a lot of cool locally, local designs. Uh, very creative over there. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned the top of the show, uh, the NHL shield hat, uh, that says buff instead of NHL. One of my favorites, uh, normally I'm wearing it during the show. Don't have it on right now. I have my, uh, goat head hat on. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the only way they could, that could have made this game worse if they were wearing their goat head jerseys while getting pumped that bad. But, uh, make sure you go check them out at Buffalo Go. Go check out their new blue collar line and, of course, their collaboration with the brother Bill. 
Um, a lot of cool stuff coming uh, out of Buffalo. Go uh, the Slap and Beachers Club shirts. Uh, they have a nice day shirts from Brother Bill. Those are really cool. Uh, go check them out on their Instagram page at Buffalo Go Co. On Twitter at Buffalo Go Co. Go follow uh, at Brother Bill. Uh, Check it out, man. A lot of good stuff coming out of there for sure. Um, when I get some graphics and videos, kind of give you guys some better ads so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, I will, but definitely a lot of cool stuff from Buffalo Go. And of course, some great times always at Fatty Beer Company. Uh, from Car, have a cold one and let your uh, <laughs> let your blood pressure go down, Dwayne. Thanks for the hang. Always, absolutely. From S, too many young players in this lineup with no leaders. Couldn't agree with you guys more. Sometimes there's just too much youth. Um, you need more veteran grit and jam. Uh, I'm going to start looking at that. I want to kind of like look at players that might be available in the final year of their deals, might be looking, uh, who aren't signed. Like I would just love to see who's available out there who might benefit from this team. Maybe we'll put together a list. Uh, you know, We'll tweet it out, maybe talk it on the next episode of Two Bullies when Mike – but with that being said, guys, I got nothing left for you. I've been doing this for a little over 40 minutes now. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get out my night, maybe eat some leftover pizza, uh, watch some Christmas movies or something. I don't know, something better to take my mind off this. Uh, this has been, of course, another episode of I'll Hang Up and Listen, uh, brought to you by Fatty Beer and Buffalo Go Apparel. Um, with that being said, I'll hang up and listen, guys. Go Sabres. No Bills game tomorrow, thank God. Um, looking like a pretty bleak year for Buffalo sports as of right now. Sabres have an opportunity to turn this round 25 games in, but we'll see if they can do it. I'll talk to you guys later.
everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Friday, September 23rd. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Cundell from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.